Hello, my name is Eva, and welcome to another history quiz. Apologies for the delay in publication of this episode. Winter flu got me and left me completely bereft of any speaking voice. I hope you are all well. I realize that some of my American listeners must be enduring a blizzard of the ages right now. I hope you are warm and safe. I know that I last time claimed that quizzes were all over, but I have just had this one in my mind. So a quiz about ancient Rome is what's on the program today. Today, I'm going to pose six questions taken from the whole historical breadth of ancient Rome. As in the previous quiz episodes, I do hope you will play along and guess the answers without first googling them. Answers will be like the last time, provided at the end. So, are you ready? Here we go. Question number one. On which day was Julius Caesar assassinated? Question number two. Against whom did Rome fight the Punic Wars? Question number three. What was the name of the famous military sword used in the Roman army between the 3rd century BCE and the 3rd century CE? Question number four. Before Rome became an empire, it was ruled through two different governmental forms. Name these two in order. Question number five. Who wrote Rome's epic origin story, which connected Rome to ancient Greece? And finally, question number six. In the early days of January 49 BCE, Julius Caesar crossed a river in northern Italy. What was he supposed to have said as he crossed the river? And why was this important? Are you ready for the answers? Here they come. Question number one was, on which day was Julius Caesar assassinated? And the answer is, Julius Caesar's assassination 
happened on the 15th of March, 44 BCE. This day in the Julian Roman calendar was known as the Ides of March. And if that was your answer, it is absolutely correct. Caesar was stabbed 23 times at the start of a meeting of the Senate at the Curia of Pompey in the Theatre of Pompey in Rome. Caesar was killed by a group of senators who feared the fate of the Republic under the increasingly dictatorial attitude and decrees of Caesar. The immediate reaction of senators and citizens to Julius Caesar's death was fear and confusion rather than jubilation as the conspirators had hoped and indeed been convinced they would be met with. And the long-term aftermath of the death of Caesar led to a prolonged civil war and the actual death of the Republic. But that is a story for another day. Question number two was, against whom did Rome fight the Punic Wars? And the answer is, Rome fought and ultimately won a series of conflicts known as the First, Second and Third Punic War against the Carthaginian Empire. This empire was ruled from its metropolis, Carthage. The Punic Wars were so called as Punic is a deviation of Punicus in Latin, translated from Phoenic in Greek, which means Phoenician, and refers to the ancestry of the Carthaginians. The first pitched battles were fought out in Sicily in 264 BCE, and the last Carthaginian resistors were put to death in the sacking of Carthage in 146 BCE. Rome, well, Rome prospered from taking the vast holdings of Carthage, including Spain, while Carthage as a power disappeared off the map following 146. Question number three was, what was the name of the famous military sword used in the Roman army between the 3rd century BCE and the 3rd century CE? And the answer is Gladius. Now, this short, two-edged, pointed blade was not originally a Roman sword, but the Roman army encountered it during their campaigns against Carthaginian Spain in the early years of the 3rd century. They saw its effectiveness, and being Romans, they quickly became efficient in integrating it into their own army. While it is a sword most often depicted, and very frequently anachronistically so, in films and TV about Rome, it had actually fallen out of fashion by the 3rd century CE. However, by that time, the term gladius had become a universal name 
for a sword in general and an army sword in particular. And that is how we use it today. Question number four was, before Rome became an empire, it was ruled through two different governmental forms. Name these two in order. And the answer is Kingdom and Republic, respectively. According to legends and chroniclers such as Livy, Rome was founded in 753 BCE and was organized as a kingdom with Romulus hailed as the first king and bad King Taquinius as the last king before Taquinius was overthrown and a republic was established. The Republic of Rome lasted until Augustus firmly consolidated his power over Rome, and he did so in 42 BCE, following his victory at the Battle of Philippi. This battle is popularly called the Death of the Republic. Question number five was... Who wrote Rome's epic origin story, which connected Rome to ancient Greece? And the answer is, the Roman poet Virgil, who lived during the reign of Augustus, wrote the Aeneid, which tells the story of the Trojan Aeneas. Aeneas flees Troy after the fall of Troy, which Homer depicts in the Iliad, and he flees from his homeland and ultimately settles in Italy and becomes the ancestor of the Julian family. It was Virgil's wish to give Rome a written founding myth to rival the Iliad and the Odyssey. And while those works inspired him, Virgil's works in turn inspired Dante's Divine Comedy, as well as Tolkien's Lord of the Rings in its themes of inspirational heroism. And finally, question number six was, in the early days of January 49 BCE, Julius Caesar crossed a river in northern Italy. What was he supposed to have said as he crossed the river, and why was this important? And the answer is, Caesar is, according to the Roman historian Suetonius, supposed to have said, Iacta Elia Est, or as it is said nowadays, Alia Iacta Est, which means the die is cast. Caesar supposedly said this, as he crossed the river Rubicon. Today, this quote is more commonly said as Alia Iacta Est after later medieval writings, but both or any variations are correct. In the late Republican era, the river Rubicon marked the last boundary between Gaul and Italy. And the actual historical event which took place in January of 49, 
which saw Caesar cross the Rubicon with his army, was a symbolically momentous moment. For with this action, Caesar disobeyed the ancient laws of Imperium and the direct orders of the Senate, who had clearly stated that he was not to enter Italy without first disbanding his army. It carried, after all, a great risk of violent unrest, having a battle-hardened army crossing and wandering through Italy. So, by crossing into Italy proper with his army, the Senate regarded Caesar's move as a hostile one. This singular action has been depicted in films and countless paintings. Indeed, the very phrase, crossing the Rubicon, now refers to an individual making a decision from which there is no point of return. And the Roman historian Suetonius pinpoints it as one of the most pivotal moments in Roman history, and that Caesar only waded into the waters after long deliberation. In reality, though, a contingent of Caesar's legions had already crossed into Italy the day before and were already occupying a Roman city. But when the Senate heard that Caesar himself was leading his armies into Italy on his way to Rome, civil war did break out in full. It was a bitter contested conflict between Caesar and his allies and the Senate and its allies. Caesar, as we know, ultimately prevailed, but he would do so paying the ultimate price. His fate would be sealed on the Ides of March. I hope you liked this latest quiz episode. I really like the history of Rome, especially those last hundred years of the Roman Republic. So I might do further or future episodes about that. But until next time, I have been Eva, and thanks so much for listening.